Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Power City Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Peter Moore. Peter Moore has a background working in real estate but recently made the switch to divorce coaching. Peyton helps people through the divorce process with their mental and emotional health. In this podcast, we talk about the divorce process, emotional health, mental health, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, hi, Peyton. How are you doing? Hi, Adam. I'm great. How are you today? Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. It's good. It's um, it's good to have you on the podcast. Finally, I know we've been working on it for for quite some time, but we're here. Yes, we're finally here, and thank you so much for your patience and um, and rescheduling due to um, you know, circumstances that come up. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, you're very welcome. I'm uh, happy to have you on. But um, I remember, like, just previously before we started recording, is was talking about uh, you know the work that you do. So you you're you specialize in like coaching around like divorce right yeah so um i think a lot of people now are are very familiar with life coaching um you know uh leadership coaching different kinds of coaching um you know to help people get through different situations right um so for me um kind of under the life coach umbrella and my niche is divorce coaching. So um, it's funny when I tell people that they kind of laugh and they think, oh, well, you know, it's just a bunch of women get together and, you know, beating up on men. And, and it's not like that at all. So um, I do have men clients, but I will say the majority of my clients are women. But um, 
but yeah. And so, um, you know, it's a, it's a interesting, um, niche because I'm able to, you know, work with people through the divorce process and, um, and you know, it's kind of like the grieving process, right? It has many layers and it has steps that you kind of go through just like you would any kind of grieving process. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, you know, just to kind of be a resource, um, for my clients and then, um, really, you know, I kind of differentiate myself on, you know, being kind of real world. Right. Mm. So, um, I personally have been married and divorced twice. So, um, you know, mm. I, I'm not by any means an expert, but I do have, you know, uh, some experience in those situations. And so, um, you know, I think it's refreshing for someone that's going through a divorce or thinking about getting divorced, um, you mm. know, of being able to talk to someone and have a real conversation, not just an attorney, um, you know, telling you, okay, it's going to be this much money and this is how the process is going to work. And, um, you know, more of the, um, I guess kind of a black and white situation. Right. <clears throat> so I can provide yeah. them, kind of, you know, a, a, a safe space to talk where we can talk about those kind of gray areas that mm -hmm. your, your counsel, you know, just, they just don't really get into because their job is really just to, you know, follow the law and uh, follow the family code. If you have children and division of assets. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a really good point, isn't it? Like you said, um, it's all kind of numbers, figures, legislation, legis legislation and, you know, the law. And right. I suppose, like you said, with, with divorce and that process, um, they, they're not really looking at the emotional side of it and how that person's actually probably feeling. Right. Exactly. And I mean, there are some attorneys that do, right? And um, don't get me wrong. But, um, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, they, they don't have time to do a lot of handholding, right? Mm. And I think, um, you know, pe uh, people need to understand that this process, you need a lot of handholding. Mm. You need a lot of support, um, especially if you have children. Um, because, you know, if it's just two people, no kids, um, you know, that's a little bit different. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay that scenario at all. It's, it's very significant. Um, because two people came together and now they're, you know, dividing their life apart from each other, right? That, that in itself has its own merit. But when you bring children into the scenario, um, that really changes the dynamic a lot. Mm, yeah. I mean, like you said, like, um, like, like, like you said, the whole process it is what it is, isn't it? Like, so the, to listen, you call them lawyers, don't you? Lawyers don't have that time, do they? To handhold, you know, be there emotionally. They, you know, they're just doing their job. Um, right. I suppose it, it would help with, you know, like it's nice that you're there to kind of be that kind of person 
to kind of alleviate probably that pressure and that tension on that person so they get a bit of clarity in that process of divorce rather than just going through everything all at once and not having someone to talk to it's nice you have that bridge that, that you give that person exactly right and so the way i have my coaching set up is you know uh, you know, there's different packages. And if you want to talk to me once a week, if you want to talk to me twice a week, you know, once a month, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and, you know, we can talk about whatever, whatever you need to talk about, because honestly, um, when you're going through this process, the range of emotions that you go through just within a 24 hour period are, you know, are, are, are just mind blowing. You know, you get up, you can start your day and you're like, okay, you know, great kids to school. I'm having a great day. And then boom, you know, you get a text from your soon to be ex-husband and, you know, your phone just starts blowing up or opposite, you know, the husband gets something from the ex soon to be ex-wife or the attorney calls you and says, you know, they're fighting us on this or, um, you know, I don't think you're really going to be able to get that, you know, and so by the end of the day, you're just completely wiped, you know, uh, mentally, right? And um, not a whole lot of bandwidth left to, you know, kind of process other portions of your life. You know, I've had clients that, you know, their divorce lasted 18 months. Very contentious, you know, constant. Um, a just, long time. Yeah you know, uh, just fighting her on every single item, you know, and it, it's just, it, it's exhausting. It really mm. is. Um, and so what I do is I provide them a safe space to just really like vent, you know, to a certain extent. Right. Um, but also, um, you know, okay, I, I get it. I hear you. I understand. Right. But what are we going to do about it? Mm. Right. Yeah. So what's our strategy going to be? And so I think that, um, you know, that that's, that's a helpful, that's a helpful space to be, to be able to come to. Mm. Yeah. No, it, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot, you know, I mean, especially, you know, for the, and I'm not discounting fathers at all. I mean, I, I don't, no, I don't no, want to come across that, that way at all. No. But, you know, I think the mothers just have a, you know, it's just a different dynamic with, especially with the kids. And it's just, you know, we just still have, um, you know, so much on our plate. You know, all of a sudden we're not living in our, you know, if we have to move and sell, let's say we have to sell the house, you know, we have to mm -hmm. split that mm -hmm. asset, right? Well, now we have to move what does that look like for the children's schools and do they have to go to new schools and you know that and that whole brings in the whole thing of how are the children and what's their mental health like mm -hmm. and what are their needs right now and so yeah. we can you know talk about all of those things and come up with you know proactive strategies yeah no exactly there, there's so many layers to it and so many angles and so many dynamics with you know, divorce and, you know, what we're talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm 26, you know, I haven't got, you know, a wife, I've got no kids. So I, I don't know from my, from my own life experience, what that's like, but, you know, listening to, you know, what you're saying, 
and putting myself in, in those person's shoes, I can kind of, you know, empathize and make sense of it, if that makes sense. See it from that, their angle. Um, like something, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but talking about divorce, like I feel, I feel sorry for, you know, Johnny Depp. Right. You know, and, and, and that whole case with, you know, him and his girlfriend. Right. And I think, like, if you're famous or a celebrity or a high-profile person, that's probably an extra layer on top of the divorce because you're in the limelight. You've got social media. You've got the news. And the news probably fabricate half the stuff that's happening as well. And I'm not saying, you know, celebrities get it worse, but I suppose that probably doesn't help in the process of divorce if you're in the media, the pressures oh, of it. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, that just brings it to a whole nother level, right? Um, um, and again, it goes back to that, you know, um, that exposure, right? You're being vulnerable, right? Mm. Um, because you, your identity is with your, with your spouse or your partner, right? And now all of a sudden that's unraveling. And so, you know, as a, as a famous person, I mean, I, I can't even imagine how much more difficult it would be because that, that layer of, like you said, um, you know, the, the media, the social media, the, mm. the print, the magazines, the, you know, different mm. publications that kind of go down that rabbit hole. Right. And, um, and I think to some extent, you know, just regular folks kind of experience that too. Because um, unfortunately, sometimes what happens is even just for regular people, you know, main street people, mm. you know, the, the, the in-laws, you know, kind of start that same, sometimes, not all the time. I'm, I'm speaking mm. in general terms, of course, mm. but you know, sometimes the in-laws can kind of get um, possessive of their, you know, let's say in this case, it's the husband, right? So you know, they're, they're kind of get on team husband. Right. Mm. And then, um, for the wife, you know, her parents and her family are going to get on team wife. Right. And then it, and so it can, it, it's kind of that same dynamic of the media, right. You know, okay, well, we're going to just trash, you know, Johnny Depp, mm. you know, and, and maybe in the, um, the in-laws are starting to kind of trash the wife, mm. you know, so some of that stuff, can kind of happen, you know, with just regular people <clears throat> that aren't even famous, mm. you know, and, um, and then if both parents or, or you know, or both, uh, partners are on social media as well, you know, then we, you know, we run into that as well. You know, <clears throat> the wife will get on the husband's site and, you know, start venting and, you know, he's such an asshole and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, um, and that's where I really can come in and help them because, um, that, you know, that's just not a good idea to do that, that kind of stuff. That's, that's not helping anybody. It's not helping the soon to be ex-wife, especially if they're going to have to go to court. Um, you know, that's just not, no. I think with that as well in social media, when people... I think sometimes people can just react and see that as like a basis 
for them just to vent. And the thing is, what people forget about, I think, with social media and using these apps, you're almost cementing your evidence on that. That's or like right. text messages. And I've, I've seen like, is it Judge Judy or these, we've got these programs uh, in, in, in England, these, these shows, and people, like you said, are, are splitting up. And they've got reels and reels and reels of text messages or they've got reels and reels of posts on social media. And they can just be like, well, look, look at this. Yeah. And then, you know, the other person might not say anything. And then they're like, well, you know, it looks good on their behalf because they haven't, they haven't uh, reacted to what the person said. Right. But yeah, there's, it must be hard. yeah, there's a whole lot of that going on. And, and honestly, Adam, I, I've been divorced since 2016. And I'm still dealing with that, with text messages, you know, mm. that um, are not very pleasant, quite honestly. Mm. And it's taking, it's taken me personally to do a lot of work, you know, on myself, right? Um, taking a hard look um, at who I am and where I am as a person and, you know, really just stopping myself and saying, you know what? I'm making a hard boundary and I'm not reacting. Mm. I'm just not yeah. reacting because at the end of the day, and this is what I tell my clients is whatever you're going to say, what purpose is that going to serve? You know, like what purpose is that going to serve for you? First of all, cause we need to put ourselves first. Right. Mm. And then what purpose is that going to serve to, you know, your ex-wife or your ex or your ex-husband. Mm. Right. And then a lot of, you know, most of my clients will sit back and go, well, it's going to make me feel a lot better. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, writing a nasty text back, um, you know, in the short term is going to make you feel better. Right. But in mm. the long term, you really didn't gain anything and you just expended energy on something that, you know, probably isn't going to change. Mm -hmm. right yeah no i i I agree i think i mean i i've never been i've never been divorced you know i've broken up from girlfriends right you know that that in itself you know breakups like not nice at all like no breakups like nice right i mean like i can think of it in that way and i remember like you know they, they might say something or send something or you might retaliate and it's so easy to do that. And sometimes when you do that, you're like, Oh, why did I, why did I bother? But like at the time you just don't, you don't realize cause you're just full of all these different emotions. Um, exactly. You nailed it right there. And, and it's difficult. I mean, trust me, you know, uh, it's real easy for me to sit here and say, you know, don't do this, do this, don't do that. Right. Um, but um, as someone that's actually lived through that process, yeah. it is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. It, you, you have to, um, you know, you, you got to dig deep, right? You got to dig mm-hmm. real deep mm-hmm. and you have to be secure enough with yourself to say, you know what? I'm just not going to react to that because mm-hmm. that person is, you know, like we're not in a relationship anymore. So number one, I don't have to respond, right? Mm. But no, but I think the more important reason is is that I I just you know I'm I'm focusing my energy 
on, on something else mm. that's more positive and proactive for myself, for my family, you know, for the path that I'm on now, you know, post-divorce or even, you know, while you're in divorce, you know, you're in the process, mm. um, you know, emotions again, like I was saying earlier, you know, you're just on a roller coaster all day, all week, all, you know, every day. And, um, it's difficult. Mm. And, um, you know, I think having a coach is a good way to prevent that from happening. Right. Because if you're in a package with me of, you know, you can text me pretty much 24 seven, um, during the week, then you can text, I'm going to say, text me first or call mm. me first and let's mm. talk it out. Right. And after we have a conversation, if you're still feeling, you know, really strong about responding, then okay, fine, go, go ahead and respond. But, you know, let's kind of phrase it like this. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, of course. It's um, probably trying to like, like, uh, what's the word, be like self-disciplined and self-aware of what, what you're feeling probably like, like, like check, almost checking in with yourself, isn't it? And asking yourself, you know, is this the right thing? You know, what, what am I feeling? Why? I think that's quite probably an effective way for people to, do you think? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, 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 the more difficult thing about it as well is that, you know, during divorce, you know, people change, um, especially when it comes to money, you know, when it comes to money and assets, people can get really nasty and, um, it, it's just shocking how you just wake up one day and you're like, I, I, I like, who is this person? Right? Like I was married to you. I had a child. We have a child together, maybe two or three. Mm. And and then you wake up and this person is just acting completely, you know, full of hate, full of spite, full of, you know, just being extremely selfish and, um, and just being very, you know, patronizing and condescending. Right. And it, it's difficult because, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you don't have an on and off switch. Right. Mm. And we're all human. And so, um, it's, it's difficult to try to manage that, you know, the, yeah. the managing. And, and I think that having a coach, whether it's a life coach, a divorce coach, or, you know, a mentor or whoever, a therapist count, you know, um, psychiatrist, whatever it is, mental health person, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think that that's, completely necessary yeah yeah no I, I agree like when when people are, are going through that divorce process i mean i don't know too much about it do um is it almost like a, a requirement do these solicitors like lawyers say do they suggest maybe you should look at having a um a coach to help you throughout this is that is that not like in the system almost they don't do they not is it, is it like a personal thing where they have to act on themselves to think i need a coach they don't get recommended like these services throughout that process right 
Right. Yeah. So not really. I mean, the, the attorneys, you know, um, they can make recommendations, of course. Um, but it's not part of the, you know, you don't tick the box, right? It's not part of the procedures, so to speak, to have yeah. a divorce coach, right? Um, now, sometimes, depending on the situation, um, you know, uh, especially when we have family, when we have children involved, right? Sometimes um, we can have uh, where we have, um, you know, maybe one partner is accusing the other partner of doing something while they have the children in their possession, in their right, care, yeah. right? right. And so then the court um, will say, okay, we're going to appoint like a family case manager yeah. to this specific um, situation. Right. Um, and then that person can kind of, you know, be a sounding board, mm. but, but not like, a coach, right? Like that person, yeah. their job is really just to gather the facts, mm. do the observation, you know, do a home visit, um, you know, make sure the children have what they need, right? And so in that situation, you know, that could be someone that they could talk to that is within the, um, I guess your question, you know, your question of within the procedure and process of the court system, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that was kind of a long way of answering, you know, as far as like a, di a divorce coach or a life coach goes, you know, the yeah. attorney can make a, a suggestion, um, yeah. but it's not like a requirement. Right, I see. Now, yeah, and then like another, uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, you know, what about my, when I go to mediation, right? What about my mediator? You know, I can talk to them. Well, yeah, you can talk to them, but I mean, you know, a lot of, and that's another great reason to have a coach, right? Because a lot of people don't understand what mediation is. And in Texas, for example, in these family, you know, cases, uh, if there are children involved, um, you know, the courts require that you go to mediation first, try to mediate it, negotiate the terms of the divorce, right? Before you actually go to court. And so, um, the, but the mediator and that example, it, you know, they're a neutral third party. And so they're really just a facilitator, right? And mm -hmm. so it's really not someone that you can, you know, kind of pull aside and go, you know, oh my God, I, you know, I, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out, you know, or, or you might be saying, this is ridiculous. I, I you know, I can't even do this right now and just walked mm. out yeah yeah so you really especially and that's what i was saying earlier you know if you have children um you know you really need to have um an advocate on your side someone to talk these things out because it's crucial mm. um yeah. because it's going to sound really ridiculous but it gets down to the point of who's paying for haircuts who's paying for cell phones you know who's paying for summer camps. Mm. Yeah, it kind of comes down to the things that you probably wouldn't really think of, if that makes sense. You just kind of do it. But when it comes down to that, you have to kind of break it down who's doing what. And I think like you said as well, like, you know, the children and the kids, even if they're like, you know, teenagers, you know, um, you don't want kids having resentment or 
one parent saying something about the other parent and making them not brainwashing them, but you, you know, you know what I mean, like manipulating yeah. the kids and things like that. Um, that's what kind of gets messy. So I think, like you said, those kind of people who step in and you know within the, that family circle kind of probably create a bit more balance, probably in that in that way. And, and like yourself, it just kind of breaks the art, breaks that tension. Um, yeah. You also mentioned as well, uh, like different stages of divorce. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of um, equate it with the grieving process after someone dies. Right. And so, you know, you go through the same stages um, through the divorce process. So at the beginning, um, you know, you're kind of in denial right? Just like you would be if, if you lost someone very close to you, you know, you're just, I can't believe this happened, you know, um, um, you, you know, you're just trying to process, right? Kind of wrap your brain around, oh my God, you know, this is what's going on. So in the beginning, you're kind of more in a, in a denial phase, right? And <clears throat> this is where a divorce coach comes in. It's critical because in the beginning, like you're pushing, you're, you're pushing things off. You're, um, you know, oh, I'll just worry about that deadline. You know, I'll get to that, you know, or I'll, um, yeah, I need to call my attorney. You know, I'll do that. Right. And so you're kind of in denial and you're pushing off your deadlines and you're, you're just not, you know, your, your brain is still processing that I have to, um, you know, actually engage in this, these activities and I don't want to do it. You know, especially if you're the spouse that didn't actually file for divorce, right? Which happens a lot. And, and so if you're the spouse that wants to stay married, you know, there's, a, there's some resistance there, right? So you're going to have that denial part. And then once you kind of get more into the, you know, each party has been served with papers and you found your attorney and you have representation, you know, then we kind of get into the, um, the phase of actuality, right? Okay. I have bandwidth, you know, mentally, emotionally, this is what's going on. I'm in, I'm in the midst of the process. I'm in the mix. Um, so yeah. Okay. Let's, this is happening. So let's just get on with it. Right. So then you kind of get in, um, get into that, um, actuality phase of, um, all right, let's just get it and let's just get it done. Right. Yeah. And then depending on your specific scenario is going to depend on how fast we can get in and get it done. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that can vary from how long you've been married. Um, if you have children, if you have a lot of assets, um, and it, it, you know, there's no one size fits all, right. Every case is completely different. Right. Mm. And so, um, then you kind of move into the next process of the wait and see or kind of like a holding pattern, right? Because mm. now it's not really on our schedule. It's on their attorney schedule. It's on the court schedule. It's on the judge's schedule. If it gets to that point, right? We have to get on the books for the mediator, right? Mm. And so during that phase, um, it's kind of frustrating because we're just in a holding pattern, right? And um, that's, that's where a lot of times this nastiness starts, right? Because both parties are like, okay, 
Um, I'm out of denial. I, I'm, you know, I'm out of actuality. I know what's going on. This is happening. I'm on this path, right? And then mm. we're just sitting around kind of waiting to get dates and other things lined up, motions filed or whatever. And tensions are getting high, right? Mm. Sometimes, not all the time. Mm. Um, and then, then from there, once we have some concrete dates, we move into the phase of, um, you know, uh, going through the process of the divorce hmm. itself. Right. And then, and then the finality of what's going on. Right. So we've mediated, um, we went to court or we didn't go to court. We've all made, you know, our final decisions. We signed everything. Hmm. Um, and then we appeared in front of the judge now this is just in Texas, it could be different in a different state or a different country, obviously. Um, yeah. And it's final, right? So it's final. So then we're gonna move into the phase of post, you know, of again, a little bit of denial is gonna be going on because you're like, um, you know, you forget that you're divorced, right? Like you might yeah. be conversation with someone and say oh yeah my husband picked up the kid and you're like oh wait no actually I meant to say my ex-husband you know what I mean yeah yeah you're yeah. still kind of in that phase of you know subconscious you you think you're still kind of married right yeah and then and then a couple of months will go by and it depends it kind of goes two ways right so and it's totally different for men and women so for men it goes a couple of ways so either men are are kind of going to go into this post-divorce of, you know, cool, I'm free. I can do what I want. I'm going out, you know, kind of into a more, kind of a party boy um, situation. Yeah. Right? Or they're, um, they're, you know, very, um, you know, decisive in, okay, that's done. Now I know what I want in a woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're going right out and trying to meet somebody mm -hmm. and start dating and getting into a serious relationship again. And mm -hmm. for, and the men actually get married fairly quickly after divorce. Yeah. It's, um... And then the women, um, and depending on if they have kids or not, um, you know, are kind of, if they have children, then they're kind of, kind of, and it depends on how it's decided, but you know, like in my situation and, and, and majority of my women clients, mm. you know, after the divorce is final, we go to court, we sign, it's done. Right. Then we kind of go into this phase of, um, overwhelm because now we, we have the children the majority of the time. Right. And we're solo, yeah. you know? And so we're left with going to work every day, cooking dinner every night, taking care of the kids, getting them bathed, getting their homework done, you know, for the majority of the week, depending on how the visitation schedules are set up. And so um, that's a lot, hmm. you know, that's a, that's a lot to, you know, all of a sudden go into that kind of responsibility mode. Not that we don't love our children, we don't want to take care of them, of course we do. But, you know, we've been in a relationship where that's kind of 
you know, sometimes the dad does the bath, sometimes the mom does the breakfast, you know, we, we've had someone to kind of help, you know, each other, right? And now all of a sudden we're in this process, process of we have to do it all. And so hmm. that phase is, as I call overwhelm, right? Yeah. And then there for the women, especially if they have children, it's going to kind of go two ways. Either they're just going to really solidify that mother role, you know, and kind of become mama bear, right? Mm. And be like, okay, I got to protect my child and this is my sole duty in life, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really care about dating and I don't really care about meeting anybody else, right? Or you might have the woman that's like, all right, cool. I got one kid. I'm good, you know? Um, and on my weekend where my child goes to visit his father, you know, I'm going to be the party girl and I'm going to go mm. out and I'm going to date and, and kind of get on with my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for everyone, those, those paths, and those are all generalizations, right. But those paths vary obviously from person to person. And, um, and yeah, but I think, um, you know, for the women, um, you know, some of them can meet someone right away, but, um, I think the majority of the time it takes a little bit longer or they might meet someone right away. And then they're, they're, um, you know, they're excited, you know, they're excited Mm. and they're, you know, they're kind of loving this whole dynamic. Right. Mm. And then, you know, maybe kind of fall for this guy a little bit too hard. And, And then, they end up breaking up because it's kind of the rebound, right? After the divorce. Mm. And it's funny because some of my clients will say, you know, I was more upset about the guy that I dated right after my divorce. When we broke up, I was more upset about that than I Mm. was actually about my whole divorce. Wow. Yeah. Which is interesting. Right. Um, And I think that's, you know, again, it depends on the divorce and, um, a lot of times when they, when that happens or they say something like that, you know, it was probably kind of a nasty divorce, right? Maybe, you know, their ex-husband was just not being very nice. Yeah. And so they kind of, you know, they met this guy, they kind of latched on quick, was getting love and attention. Right. And then when it kind of fell apart unraveled, um, you know, I think that those emotions from the divorce just mm. really surface with even more intensity mm-hmm. right yeah so it's it, it's interesting um but you know then you also have the people that just you know they're 28 they got married they were married a couple of years and how many kids they didn't buy a house you know they each have their own car you know they each have their own checking account maybe they had a joint account to put some money in to pay bills or whatever it's easy peasy, right? Yeah, no, I like in what you said, like with the whole process of it, and like you know, the couple splitting up, uh, you know, having divorce. Like you said, each person has a different. Each each divorce is going to be completely different to another one because, they, like you said, they've got probably different assets. They might have kids. They might not have a, have kids. They might have. Uh, a joint account um that person might have something of theirs um like the list goes on and 
I remember I saw one on a program and this guy was getting divorced from his wife and he was going to court to get mm-hmm. his baseball cards back. His baseball cards. And there was over, that's why I was yes. going to court. But these baseball cards in particular were worth a lot of money. So it could be like something like that. Someone with three kids and, you know, lots of other stuff. And I think, like you said, people, you know, deal with things differently, don't they? And um, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, sometimes probably people need to come back, back to themselves, you know, after divorce or, you know, they might meet that next person who completes them. It is so um, crazy when you think about it. But- it really, yeah, it really is. It really is. And, um, you know, um, I, as a coach, you know, I, you know, sometimes I want to say, you know, no, don't do that, you know, but, but I can't, right. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can try to constructively say that, right in a proactive way, you know, well, maybe you should think about this or, you know, have you thought about that? Right. Mm. But, um, but it's, it, it's difficult sometimes. And, mm. and I have to sometimes kind of check myself. Right. Mm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a very passionate person. I'm very passionate about, you know, um, helping people through this process because I understand exactly how they feel. Right. Mm. And, um, and so I have to kind of, okay, you know, bring it down a notch, right? And, and reframe some of my suggestions because I just want to reach through, you know, the Zoom and, and be like, no, don't do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but I can't. So, um, but yeah, but, you know, I do have clients that appreciate the candidness, right? I mean, they're just mm-hmm. like, hey, like, just slap me, you know, just bitch slap me and, and, you know, yeah. make some feedback and some sense. Right. Yeah. 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 And, um, and, and that happens too, but, um, it, it really just depends on, on the person. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, people's stories and, um, and I absolutely love it. Um, because yeah. every day is different. And, and I learn a lot too, you know, mm. I mean, I, I'm still learning and, and I'm still trying to, you know, make, figure out some things about myself after my own divorce, even though it's yeah. been almost four years. Um, you know, what do I, you know, I, not only am I asking my clients these questions, but you know, like, what do I want? You know, like what's important to me in a relationship, you know? Like I would love, like you as a young person, um, you know, like I would love to hear like, what is, you know, what's important to you in a relationship or what, what do you think about for your future? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, um, I, I feel at the time that I am now, you know, I, I, I want someone who, who, you know, has similar values to me and, you know, from, from past experiences, I thought, you know, the girls that I was with, you know, were, were the one, you know, right. and I, I thought, you know, that this is it. And yeah, I think, I think from, from experience, you know, I, I want someone that, you know, is, is down to earth, someone that's, you know, I know everyone's going to have 
their differences. You know, not everyone's going to be the same as us. But I think, you know, it's someone who is on like mutual wavelength, someone who's got similar values, and you know, they're they're not playing games or anything like that. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I won't go too much into you know ex-girlfriends, but I, I'm an empath, so I have to I have to be quite careful if that makes sense yes yes of course of course yeah 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 no I mean those are all really valid points right and I think that no matter you know what age you are that you know those are I think we all want that right you know Mm -hmm. we all want someone that shares our same values and um you know has a good moral compass and um, isn't playing mind games, right? And has integrity and honesty, right? Mm. Um, and uh, you know, it's 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 huge. It's it's hugely important mm. um, because in communication, right? Like, yeah, okay. that's, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned since my divorce is communication. And, um, and I certainly was lacking, you know, I you know, raised my hand, right? Yeah, like yeah. I take full accountability for, um, either lack of com- communication or, um, you know, maybe being passive aggressive, you know, mm. a lot of people, that's a hard one, right? Um, yeah. um, or, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe it's not taking the time, right, to really, li- not not that I didn't listen, but really taking the time before I responded. Yeah, reacting and respond, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're key points, and I think, like, communication is key. Um, you know, I, I say to people, everyone, like I said, everyone deals with things differently, and everyone's got their own lessons, and, they're all, you know, everyone's got their own things to work through. But, like, you know, communication is key because – if someone feels a certain way and you know if a person picks up on that and then it's not communicated then it's communicated a week or two down the line that just caught it just it's no good because it's two weeks down the line and i remember doing it i remember other people i've been with doing it and right. you know bring stuff up and i'm like two weeks ago what are you telling me now <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and that that's part of that kind of passive aggressive right and so it like and so that's a key indicator that whatever that problem was for one person for whatever reason didn't really get resolved and Mm -hmm. so that's i was just saying earlier you know like i you know i was listening but i i didn't really take time to respond and so it's critical that you know we take time kind of when we're in the heat of it to respond and set you know or instead of going back to that person that was kind of i call it nilly or nitty you know like nitty gritty yeah yeah progressive right you know instead of going back to them and giving them a jab you know of just going back to them and saying look i can feel that you are still upset about x y and z so what I would like to do is, you know, can we schedule some time tonight and just really sit down and have a, you know, open, honest communication about what happened two weeks ago 
so you know we can kind of button it up mm. and we want right that sounds a lot nicer <laughs> that's a nice that's a nice way to like put it isn't it but i think right it's... right yeah and it's and the and i think it's the reason why it's difficult for people is because you know um boundaries are so important and that's another big lesson that i've learned too is having boundaries right mm, yeah um, you know my my background um, you know, I, I used to, well, and I still am to some extent. I mean, it's just part of my DNA, but you know, I'm more of a people pleaser kind of person, right? I want, mm. you know, I'm a Libra, I'm the scales, I'm balanced, right? Like I want balance. I want people to be happy. I don't want to, yeah, yeah. right. Right. And that's great. That's a great quality to have. But it's not a great quality to have if you're in a relationship with someone and, you're not having boundaries of, okay, you know, I'm putting my foot down on this, mm. you know, like you were out till two o'clock in the morning, you know, that made me really upset. Right. You know, so instead mm. of just communicating that and having a, a, you know, kind of a line in the sand boundary, yeah. um, the next morning I wake up and I'm just like in a bad mood. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, of course, yeah. was that late, right. And that's just not, again, going back to that, what purpose is that serving? It's not serving anyone, right? Mm. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, to, again, going back to, you know, taking the time to actually think about your response, but also, mm. you know, a lot of times these kind of nitpicky things in relationships really wouldn't happen or escalate to the point that they get to sometimes if we were just more communicate communicative yeah, yeah, yeah. boundaries in the beginning of the relationship. Mm. Yeah, no, I, right? that's a really good point. Yeah. And I mean, it's easier said than done. It, you know, it's hard. It's difficult because, you know, when you first meet someone, like you want them to like you and um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into the chemistry, right. And, you know, mm -hmm. it feels good. And, you know, they make you feel good and all that. Right. And so, um, you know, three months down the road, like you're hanging out together a lot and you're pretty much just exclusive with this person and, you know, it's kind of moving forward. Right. And so, um, you know, I think just having, you know, kind of that, those boundaries there in your communication of what you're, what's going to fly and what's mm. not. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like, I think, like, you know, from, from from my experience and, you know, awareness around relationships is, like, it's almost like foundations, isn't it, like, of a house, I, I say sometimes, you know, there's those key kind of foundations that help hold it together. And I think, like, said communication is one of those things that hold it together. Yes. Um, and many other ones as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Most definitely. And, um, and I think for, for people that are thinking about getting married, like it's critical, like mm. you, you, you know, you have to be on the same page about certain fundamental things. Right. Yeah. Um, because trust me, I've been in a marriage where 
we weren't and it was very difficult yeah no it's and i think like you know relationships you know and, and life there are going to be arguments there are going to be those those um clashes so to speak isn't they but it's like it's how you kind of you know communicate through that talk about it look at it and then how you move forward isn't it i think and i think like if they keep happening then you know there's something on the line isn't there and you have to like address that or look after yourself or or whatever um but i think like with with what you you mentioned as well is that like would you say you know relationships and, and experiences kind of like give you a certain perspective oh absolutely yeah and and that in itself can work both ways right you know because we kind of hear the woman oh well she got divorced and now she's all you know she's a man hater and she's jaded against men and you know, all she does is complain about how bad men are and all that, right? So it can, it can, you know, work both ways, right? But um, yeah, for me personally, oh yeah, perspective is, is, I mean, it's huge, right? Um, because, I mean, I'm not a man hater at all. You know, I, mm. I value men, I, I understand, you know, but now, you know, that I'm older, I, you know, I wish I had some of that knowledge back, you know, when I was younger, um, you know, um, that, and I've done a lot of my own work on myself and my own research and, and all that. Right. So I have a, a little bit different, um, you know, introspect on that, but, but yeah, I mean, my perspective is, is totally, you know, um, it just changes everything. Right. Because, mm. you know, I tell a lot of women, you know, you, you just got divorced, right? And, and maybe a year or two out, you know, you've dated some people, whatever, and it's not going good. And, you know, don't even get me started on online dating. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. but you know, they, they can seem uh, fraught and, and have some despair and maybe start to get a little bit jaded. And honestly, I have kind yeah. of been in that realm myself, right? Um, but what I tell them is, okay, look, you know what? You went on some dates or you dated a couple of guys, you know, three months here, four months there, whatever. It didn't work out. It didn't work out, but it gave you some perspective, right? Like you were saying, mm. of mm. okay, now I know what I don't want. Mm. Right. So I think a lot of women and men, you know, run around going, I know what I want. I know what I want. I know what I want. I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her. I'm going to find her. Right. You know, um, I, I want her to, you know, I want the square to fit in the square hole. Right. Mm. But a lot of people forget about, well, Hey, now I know what I don't want. Yeah. You know, what about, what about the value on that? Mm. You know, and I think it's really important. I think it's something that a lot of people miss because now I know what I don't want. Right. Yeah. I, I don't no. want that guy that, that, you know, doesn't return my text in four hours, or I don't want that guy that, that didn't call me in four days, you know, or mm. I don't want, um, you know, I don't want that guy that, um, mm. yelled at his kids or whatever it might be. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's, that's it, isn't it? It's, 
it's looking at like, like you said, not just what you want, but what you don't want. And I think being aware of that, because I think like through online dating as well, that's like you know a whole different realm, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. I've 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 done it in the past, and that's kind of been what I have done because you know the location where I live and it depends on the job sometimes. But but um but yeah, it's it's like you have to look at and be aware of that almost. Because I think sometimes we have habits and we can choose certain people or, you know, certain things. And it's, I think it's about being aware of those habits as well and kind of acting on, like, like almost seeing it, like trying to see it sooner than later if there's something right. you don't like. Right. Yeah. And I've had that conversation a lot too. And, you know, a lot of women will come back and go, well, isn't that kind of being superficial? You know, I'm not really giving them a chance. And I'm like, no, because I think it goes back to just the basic of, you know, you've got to have boundaries. You know, you've got to have your own self-worth. You've got to have your own self-love of, I am worthy of X, Y, and Z. I am worthy of a guy that's going to, you know, um, have a job, be financially responsible, um, you know, has a good relationship with his family, treats his children like gold, you know, mm. or, or whatever your criteria are, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's my boundary. Yeah. And that's, and that's just it. Yeah. And, and it's difficult because especially now with COVID, right? I mean, everyone is just so lonely, myself mm. included. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a single mom. My son's been gone this whole entire month of July with his dad for his visitation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with being vulnerable on this podcast, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. lonely too. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a serious boyfriend at, at the moment and I'm certainly not dating because of COVID. Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. So I, you know, and so I think that, you know, people are just incredibly um, craving companionship, right? Mm. And what I'm afraid of is that we are going to possibly get to a point where we're going to sacrifice our boundaries and our and what we feel we're worthy of mm. just to be with someone. Mm. Yeah. And and that's not a good setup for a healthy relationship. No. Right. And it's certainly not a good setup to, you know, preface marriage. No. At all. Right. And so, you know, and, and this, these are just hard, you know, issues, mm. hard situations, hard. I call them facts. It's harsh. It's harsh. Right. Yeah. My son, um, when he was like nine or 10, I, I can't remember what we were talking about, but kind of, you know, his word of the, of the yeah. year was harsh. Oh, mom, that's harsh, you know? Yeah. And, but he didn't really know what it meant. Right. Mm. And so, um, I, and so I use that from time to time of, you know, it, it's harsh. It is harsh. It's hard. Mm. Life is hard. Life is hard. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, no, I, th I think, I think it's a difficult period and that, you know, it is, it has been different for everyone. Um, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a friend that he lives by himself, and you know it's 
it, it's difficult for people, you know, who are by themselves, and um, it is is a harsh period. But I, I, I think it's, um, I think it's not going to be like a permanent thing. If that makes sense. But like, it is difficult, and it's trying yeah, to just, light, yeah, yeah, light at the end of the tunnel, right? Most definitely. Yeah, and I'm a, you know, I'm a very optimistic person, an eternal optimist, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's all good. And, and for me, you know, I'm taking this time to really, you know, do a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-improvement mm. um, and, you know, pivot some of my businesses, um, you know, to kind of um, like level up. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, you know, I, I think that a, a lot of people are kind of going through that epiphany, right? People, you know, back in April and March, they were going and renting an Airbnb for a month. You know, maybe they lived in New York City. They went out to mm -hmm. LA, got an Airbnb, stayed there for a month, right? Worked because we could, you know, we're all working from home. Mm. And we're like, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm just yeah. going to stay here, right? And so... I think that exposure, you know, the, the COVID has exposed so many different things for so many different people um, and for our society and for our, you know, for your country, for my country, mm. um, you know, just for the humanity on a global perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I, and I, you know, if I can, if I can help, just one person, you know, through their divorce or, or their separation or where they, wherever they are post-divorce, mm -hmm. um, in any way, I mean, it's my privilege, mm -hmm. honestly, um, to do that because, you know, it's hard, it's difficult, Mar you know, I think a lot of people, um, have rose colored glasses, even about marriage, you know, it's, it is difficult. It's work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you really have to be committed to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it, isn't it? And um, I was talking to somebody and they said, like, a relationship is both. People usually say, like, a relationship's 50-50. Mm -hmm. But this person I spoke to said it's 100%, 100% or something like that. Yes, I totally agree. And, totally. Um, and I, and I think it's a good point you mentioned, like, you know, it's, it's a lot of commitment and it is hard. It can be hard work, but I think if you probably find the right person, then I suppose it's, it's worth it in some way, you know. It's, oh, absolutely. Um, yes. I, I did a, I did a podcast with a lady, um, Eva, I don't know if you saw it, Eva, Eva, she was a business coach. Right. She, she talked about her relationship and she said that, um, her partner had an affair because she was so focused on her her um corporate life and work it was all work and right. when he had the affair she wasn't putting her attention into the relationship but then she said that was probably like she said it in her own words said it's probably one of the best things that ever happened because she it allowed her to realize and they're back together and they're fine now when they both work on things so it, it just shows you doesn't it like things like that can happen um in a relationship and it's kind of i think it's it's probably the, the strength of each person if they're really willing to make that work isn't it 
Right. Absolutely. And I think it depends on the, um, you know, well, obviously I mean, it depends on the person, right. But if you're in your scenario, you know, if you're a positive, optimistic person, you know, you're not going to come back on your partner and go, you know, pack your shit, get out, you know, (laughs) it's over, you know, right. Um, you know, right. You know, make being self-aware enough, right. Is what she did. She was self-aware and she was, you know, positive person and turned something that could have been, you know, really detrimental to her and her marriage or relationship um, into something positive. Right. Mm. And I think, I think the the same goes with, with COVID, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's horrible. It's, uh, um, it's just, you know, like hugely horrible. I don't even know Mm -hmm. what else, Mm -hmm. a way to describe it. Catastrophically horrible. Right. Yeah. But I think if we can look within ourselves and say, okay, how can I take this situation and, Mm. and see the silver lining? Yeah. No, that's that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult, you know, because there's negative people in the world. Mm. You know, I know you've met him. I know I I was married to him, you know, like it doesn't matter, you know, what day of the week, it doesn't matter what vacation, it doesn't matter, you know, what car you buy them. It doesn't matter. Everything is just, yeah, you're going to find something negative about it. Right. Mm. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I, I think like you said, it, it it gives you like you know from from those experiences, you kind of make like say you it makes you realize what it is that you want and what you don't want. And I think that's what we have to be kind of congruent, congruent, kind of say congruent with. Um, I think that's not not just partners, but like friends as well. Yeah. Um, you know who you spend your time around. So I think like this whole situation basically made us think a lot more and self reflect on the things that we do want you know what we don't want um definitely you know uh, i always go back to the and and i know it's different in your country but you know in the united states um um we in our school systems right so um in our public schools Mm. um you know we have a, a wide dynamic a wide variety of socioeconomic situations right within a school district right and so sometimes for for some of these kids you know like their main meal of the day is their meal at school you know and so when school closed they you know it's like oh what about how are the children going to get their meal and so it was like you were saying you know the no the bigger question is why are their children depending on meals from school yeah Right. Yeah. And so same in relationships. It's like, no, the bigger question is why is this situation still making me feel this way? Mm. Right. Um, asking the, that bigger question of, yeah. Um, why am I feeling this way? And you know, what is the silver lining? Mm. Yeah, it's breaking it down, isn't it? Breaking it down to those those steps. I think that's what sometimes people 
I mean, I, I know from experience, like, you know, I would be picking up on things and I'd almost convince myself that it isn't happening. I'd almost blind myself to like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's going to work out. No, it'll, it'll change. And then, like, oh, okay. And, you, and then you, you might be like, oh, it could be a couple of months down the line. Then it gets harder, you know. And I suppose if you you bring marriage into it and all the rest of it, you can see why it, it can become difficult. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have a dear friend, you know, she's been in a relationship for three years. They're not married, but, um, you know, it, constantly, you know, why isn't he doing this? And why isn't he doing that? And why is he acting this way? And why, you know, why, why doesn't he want to get married? You know, and I'm like, sister, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you've been calling me and asking me these questions, you know, for two years. Like, sometimes people just are not going to be what you want them to be. They're mm. not going to change. Right. Mm. And, and, you know, my advice to her was, look, again, you have to go back and figure out what, what are your boundaries? Mm. And if you, if your life plan for you at this point, and this is a 61 year old woman, you know, if your life plan for you for the next 20 years or 30 years, you know, God willing you that we all live that long, right. Is to be in a healthy relationship that includes marriage. Mm -hmm. Then this isn't your guy. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, now you've just wasted three years. Yeah. And now you're 61. Right. So, you know, when you get into like 50s, your fifties, like, you know, the back of your head, you're like, okay, like how much time, right? Mm. You know, versus a young person like yourself, you know, um, you know, you've got plenty of time, right? Mm. Mm. And so, you know, that, that changes the whole perspective, right? Because, um, you know, we, if, her, if her plan for herself does include that, you know, she wants to get married again. She likes being in a, in a monogamous married relationship. Mm. Well, then those are the kind of men that she needs to meet, right? And if mm -hmm. she's still hanging on with a guy for three years, it's just not going to be that guy. Yeah. You know, then again, it's harsh, right? But that's not your guy. Mm. Or yeah, that's, you know, for you, that's not your girl. That's not your girl. Yeah. It yeah. works the other way around too. I mean, women, you know, are becoming, um, you know, this diet, this shift, this paradigm shift has happened the last 20, 30 years. You know, mm -hmm. women are going to college, they're working, you know, we're there, we're having babies and we don't even need a partner. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, it could be women too, are just like, no, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to get married. I don't, you know, that's not my thing. And mm. that's fine. Right. But if it's your thing, then you need to own it. Right. You got to own mm. it. Yeah, no, completely. And I think like you said, the whole thing around marriage is, um, like I, I don't know if I saw something on the news and it was a couple of, I think last year and it was like less people are getting married or something like that. I think it's in the UK, um, or just in general. But um, I think like it's a very personal thing. You, you people get married for different reasons, I suppose. You know, probably financial reasons and legal reasons. And 
you know, because some people might, you know, just gen genuinely love their partner and they want to marry them. So, but like, I think it's got to have the right reason to it, probably, you know, because it's it's, a, it's an investment in some way, isn't it? Because, you know, not just emotionally, but I suppose like, you know, financially as well. So you have to probably be, you know, careful, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, you, you're essentially, you know, merging two businesses, honestly. Mm. Right. I mean, I know that's kind of a weird way to look at it, but you know, mm. you as Adam, you are an individual unit of you, right? Mm. You are running your own situation. You know, you're yeah, running yeah. your own finances, right? You've got your own ledger. You've got your own, you know, you're, you know, you're paying your bill, you got your money coming in, you're paying your bill, right? You are a kind of an entity of yourself, right? And I'm, and you know, I'm an entity of myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you bring those two together, right? You know, we have to figure out how are these two going to merge together that make mm. the best sense for both people and for us as an entity together, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. It's like, it's like two cogs, isn't it? I suppose like, you know, the cogs in the watch, it's almost like two cogs coming together and kind of like working and then doing okay, this is what we need to do to then do X, Y, Z. Right. It, yeah. And then, and then it, and then who's going to, who's going to manage all that, right? Mm. Who's going to be the CEO mm. of the combined entity, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. But I I think I you know the the work that you do is like you know much needed and I and I think you know I I applaud you know I applaud you for like you know everything that you do. I mean and I think like it's nice that you're you're there for the for those people going through that and that you you have been there yourself. You're not just jumping into something and without that um experience you know you're 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 walking your talk if that makes sense some you know you're not someone who's a divorce coach and they've never been divorced you know right. that people will probably be, be able to relate to you a lot more than someone who hasn't you know what i mean being divorced and not that experience right yeah yeah no thank you i appreciate that um yeah so in we call that eating our own dog's food <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard that expression before it's it's very american expression eat your own dog food um, no never never heard of it no yeah so it's essentially the same as you know um walk your talk yeah you know, yeah yeah right or, you know been there done that right i uh, eat my own dog food i practice yeah. what i preach right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and um yeah and i think that um you know that that's it creates a comfort factor for my clients, right? Mm. Of, yeah. you know, they can really seriously legitimately ask me, well, have you experienced this? Or, and if I say yes, well, what did you do? You know, um, or, you know, have you experienced this? You know, no, in my divorce, I didn't, I didn't experience that, but I've talked to other people that have done X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, so yeah, and um, unfortunately, I think because of COVID, there, you know, we're gonna see more divorces. Mm. 
um, unfortunately. And um, I think just in general, a huge need for mental health professionals across the board, mm-hmm. whether it's someone, you know, whether it's just a life coach, divorce coach, health coach, um, mm-hmm. psychologist, um, you know, family therapist, um, or even, you know, uh, your priest, you yeah. know, or your rabbi, right? I mean, it, just the need is just, is going to be, well, it already is. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely, it's definitely up there, isn't it? Like, I think, like, what you said with that whole situation as well is that because people are, people's tensions are much higher, you know, money probably isn't the same. Like, um, I, I listened to Jerry Diaz's podcast and he said COVID in Latin means paper <laughs> so yeah so like he yeah. uh yeah so so yeah so you know people's tensions are higher and things like that so people are probably getting stressed about little things that they probably weren't getting stressed about previous to this um Absolutely. yeah so but i i know you know when i was with my girlfriend i'm not with her anymore but you know i remember flipping out or you'd flip out about things that were you know, really small when we were together. Right. Um, but like, it's the whole situation and not seeing, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a make or break this whole situation in some way. Yeah, I think you see true colors in people and you, yeah. I totally agree, Adam. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I think as long as you're happy, that's that's the main thing, isn't it? As long as you're helping, you're happy in yourself. That, 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 that's that's the most important thing. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And self care, you know, it's mm. huge right now. Um, you know, I I actually just quit my. Uh, I was working um, in a corporate position as well, and um, you know, I, I just I was working from home, doing that and and doing my coaching and. Um, I just really got burnt, completely mm. burnt out. And I just was like, you know what? I, I, I can't keep up this pace. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I'm not, I'm not really serving. I'm not being the best version of me. Mm. So, you know, I ended up quitting that position. Um, yeah, yeah. but I think, but I don't think I'm, um, alone in that scenario. I think that a lot of people are are making choices like that right now mm, yeah you know across right. the board yeah relationships jobs moving mm. um you know or we were seeing an uptick in people buying like second homes you mm, know they're mm. gonna have to kind of um, quarantine you know they want to be in a in a bigger space or you know not in the city but out in the country um, mm. nature and, you know, all of those things that your body is kind of, um, uh, craving, right. Um, yeah, yeah. You through these stressful situations. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's like definitely, like I said that, like I said before, that silver lining to it, like, you know, your silver lining, you kind of found something else and you're following your values and what's right for you, isn't it? And that's, that's what people are realizing now. They're not just chasing, you know, money so much. It's, you know, what's making them happy in their values and everything. Right, right. Well, yeah. And I mean, you bring a really good point too, is in my coaching program too. 
you know, mm. I help women at, you know, when we come out the other side of the divorce, you know, like, um, if they need a job, you know, I'm help, I'm helping them, you know, find a job and, you know, helping them find a place to live mm. and, um, you know, helping them do some research on different schools and, or, you know, mm. if they have special need children or, you know, autistic children, like, what does that look like? Right. Mm. I'm really passionate about that, you know, helping them find the next step. Um, because yeah, yeah. it's critical, right. Um, and it, it can, you know, really affect the trajectory of where they're going to go next, mm. you know, in their life. And, um, and it's hugely important to me to be able to, um, you know, work with them and then say, oh, by the way, you know, I can help you find a job if you need a job. It might not be, you know, the perfect job for you, but mm. um, especially now in this economy and situation, um, it's a job. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. I think it's nice that you, you help clients through that period as well. I think, you know, you kind of given that assistance, you know, to, to coach them and to find something. Cause it's like, you know, it's difficult at the minute because I saw like, you know, we've got a high rate, you know, things everywhere, isn't it? You know, unemployment. And I think there was, there was a job here, the two, there was two jobs in a pub and there was like 500,000 people applied for them or something crazy like that. A couple, or I, a couple of hundred thousand people apply applied for a job at two people. Wow. Uh, how do you how do you break that down? Yeah. That's, um, but um That's but, crazy. But my, but my phone's on like my phone's gonna die soon, it's on like five percent. <laughs> oh wow, okay. Um, but um but um but no, it's um it's 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 been it's been really, really great talking to you. Yeah, you too, Adam. Um, I've learned a lot, learned some more about you. And um, yeah, yeah. I, appreciate, I appreciate you and I appreciate the opportunity um, mm -hmm. to do your podcast. It's my privilege. Yeah. And, um, and to any of, of your friends um, and colleagues that um, are contemplating divorce or um, separation, um, I'd be and you know more than happy to, to talk with them so yeah no of course and i you know i really appreciate you coming on and um i think i think you're doing really great work you know and the, you know the areas that you focus on because i think like you know people need that assistance through you know divorce and you know the current times that we're in you know and, and it's been you know a pleasure talking to you yeah well same here thank you and yeah. um, and we'll we'll speak soon, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, no. You're very, very welcome. Sorry about my battery. It's no, um, no, no, no worries. <laughs> um, no, no worry. But, uh, I get here and talk to you all day. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but um, but 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 um, where where can people find you on social media and and things like that and LinkedIn and right. So um, the name of my coaching is uh, called the Divorce Contessa. Mm. And, um, I have a Facebook page and, um, my, I will be, uh, officially launching my new website on August 1st. Nice. And so that website, you'll be able to go in and book an appointment and, um, and get something set up on the books. So, 
So that'll be coming in the pipeline uh, August 1st. Yeah, no, awesome. No, I, um, I'll, I'll definitely promote that for you when you, when you do it. And I'll, I'll, I'll put your details in the podcast. So just send me the, the links and I'll send it out. I'll sort it out for you. Of course. Thank you. I appreciate that. That would be awesome. No, no you're very welcome. Yeah. No, it, it, I was just going to say any, anything that I can do to help, um, you know, you know, promote what you're doing as well. Um, please let me know. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Oh, I'm really grateful. I appreciate it. Of course. Of course. But, um, but no, but have a great day, morning, evening. Well, with your time <laughs> uh, morning here but uh evening for you so you as well yeah. enjoy yeah. and um, <laughs> try to get in somewhere cool yeah i'll try <laughs> all right well thank you adam yeah. no it's no you're welcome care. you too you take care okay you too see you soon. See you. okay bye bye bye, bye. 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 bye.